Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Matthew Shear. That's right. His middle name is Matthew. Matois. Mathieu, as it were. We are here to preview the Arizona men's basketball game against Oregon tomorrow, Saturday at McHale. And it's kind of a big game in that there's some visitors coming to this one, but we'll get to that later. But starting off, Oregon is coming off a loss to ASU. It was hilarious and has been inconsistent all season long. Jason, what's wrong with the Ducks? The ASU loss was super weird because it was one of those games where ASU looked like they could beat anyone in the country. I think uh, I saw it was their third best shooting percentage in Pac-12 history. Um, it was just, I mean, they're not that good of a team. And they're just like throwing the ball at the rim and it was uh, swishing. It, it was, was like Team USA level. It was, it was <laughs> hilarious. And if you're Dan Altman, you kind of just shake your head and go, there's nothing we can do. Now, with that being said, they only scored 57 points. Uh, the biggest issue right now that Oregon is having, and it's very rare, is that Dana Altman's team isn't buying into what he's selling. And what I mean by that is when Dana Altman has full buy-in, as we've seen, uh, that team, his teams are very, very good. They have NBA talent. Usually this time of year, they're rocking. Like, you, they're one of the best teams in the conference and, you know, whatever it may be. Um, this year, it's been the opposite. They're just basically five guys that are playing basketball. They're not playing together at all. Um, there's no cohesiveness. Um, it's not a very skilled team. And on paper, you would figure it's a good team, but um, they're just they're not buying into what Dana Altman wants them to do. And when you have five guys playing individually, uh, it's it's going to look super ugly at times. And like you look at Oregon. Um, you know, usually you can at least count on their defense. They've been bad defensively. They're not very good offensively. Um, they're not a very good rebounding team. Uh, you know, they're not going to the free throw line, and when they do, they're awful. So it's it's a kind of a, a weird deal. It's not the Oregon team that we're used to, and I think a lot of it is, you know, it comes down to roster construction. Uh, a lot of times when you get a bunch of transfers, um, you're, it's kind of a crapshoot whether or not they fit together. And it is pretty apparent that these guys just don't fit well together. And, and we're seeing it on the court where, you know, they can go out and beat UCLA and USC. It was on the road, but no fans. And you're like, oh, crap, where they win, you know, six games in a row. Then they lose to Colorado. They win four games in a row. And you're like, okay, you know, Oregon's, they're back. And all of a sudden they lose to Cal, get run off the court, barely beat Washington State, and get blown out against ASU. So the potential is there. Um, it's just that there, there's absolutely no consistency, and that's another indication of a, of a lack of buy-in. I think another thing, too, just off of like what you said about the transfers coming in, they're missing a glue guy. They don't have leadership um, on the court itself. It's not just Dana Altman either, and that's kind of where Arizona's got an abundance of glue guys, too. Yeah, I mean, like they go and they add older guys, but... Like, it's hard. Like, I remember I was talking to Michael Luke years ago, and they added Shakur Justin, whatever, whatever his name, and from UNLV, and he was a good player. And I said, he's, he's not going to work at Oregon. Like, a lot of times, good players on bad teams don't work on good teams. Mark Collison on Arizona, that dude was awesome on San Francisco. No clue on it. Like, Arizona. Yeah, and so, like, it's like Harmon was on Oklahoma. You'd figure he'd be better. Jacob Young was on Rutgers. Quincy Gary was on Syracuse. Like, okay, these guys are, they're going to be better. 
Uh, they've all been worse. It's different. It's different when you're on a good team with more talent. And like Terrell Brown's a great example. Yep, I was just thinking of him. You know, he's on Washington. I don't know if he would work as well on an org, and I think he's great. But sometimes guys are better fits for for certain types of teams, and uh, that's kind of what we're seeing on Oregon. Maybe Oregon just needs to all do the Myers Briggs personality test and then see like wow, who's the odd duck out. Odd duck. <laughs> <laughs> see how I did that. Anyway, Kirkusa said the only defense Arizona has not seen is what Oregon will throw at them. What does that mean? Yeah, so, uh, and I think he was kind of giving Oregon credit because I, I think Arizona's seen pretty much every defense there is. But Oregon's going to probably do some weird things to make Arizona uncomfortable. Uh, the issue is that it's really hard to do to Arizona. So, like, you might think that Oregon's going to press. Um, and they haven't seen a lot of press, but it would be stupid for Oregon to press. I could see Oregon playing um, some weird zones, some trapping defenses. Uh, they usually, Dana Altman, brings some unique defenses. They're, the problem is they're not defending well this year, and so I think it's going to be more difficult to do. But it wouldn't be surprised if if Oregon comes out and throws some junk defenses to kind of get Arizona super uncomfortable and at least make it so Arizona has to adjust uh, early on. Teams have done it. It hasn't been very successful, um, and Oregon's not necessarily built for it this year. But there's no way Oregon's just going to come out and be like, let's play man-to-man, let's play a normal 2-3. They're going to do something weird, and uh, Arizona's got to kind of prepare for it, and, and Kirk Risa knows and is expecting something unusual to happen defensively. What is the individual matchup that you're most interested in watching? So Oregon's interesting for a few reasons. Number one, um, they're p- pretty big up front uh, at the guard position. They're not. Jacob Young and, and Harmon are smaller. Um, but you take a look at a guy like, uh, Dante and Dante versus Coloco is going to be a, a good battle, even though Dante is not a very good scorer. But uh, the one I'm most curious about is um, I say it every game, but Dale and Terry always guards the other team's best player. Will Richardson is a 6 5 point guard, basically. There's no way Kirk Creasa is guarding him. I assume Creasa will guard uh, Harmon or, uh, or Young, probably uh, Harmon, but. Um, Dale and Terry's going to guard Will Richardson. It is really, really hard for Oregon to win if Will Richardson has an average game. Uh, it's almost impossible for him to win if they have an average game. And Arizona's going to put Dale and Terry on him probably and say, okay, let's see what you can do. And Will Richardson's one of the top five players in the conference. His shooting percentages are fantastic this season. And uh, it, it's going to be really interesting to see. Dale and Terry, I say this every game, I feel like, um, it's, it's one of those money games. If he goes out and contains Will Richardson, um, you know, he's he's going to have a chance, uh, you know, to really kind of gain even more attention on national television, ESPN, and all that. And um, that is a, a matchup that's going to be really, really good. And whoever Kirk Reese is guarding, like I mentioned, Jacob Young, De- Debbie and Harmon, there's offensive talent there. Um, it makes sense for him to guard Harmon. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's another one of those matches where, you know, on paper, those guys are, are pretty solid offensively. Um, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see how Arizona attacks them defensively. But, um, yeah, I, I think the one with Dalen Terry and Will Richardson is the, the matchup for me. It's, it's going to be a legitimately fun matchup to watch. The interesting thing also about the game in general is that your best friends, Jay Billis and Seth, are coming because game day is going to be at this game tomorrow. It's a big stage. Arizona's last... Seven in a row to Oregon. 
Does this have upset potential this year? Yeah, I, I think kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Like, Oregon's not a bad team. They're an inconsistent team. When they're playing well, they're one of the better teams in the Pac-12. We saw it. Like, we saw what they did to UCLA. We saw what they did to USC. Uh, we saw what they've done to, you know, Colorado and Stanford, etc. cetera. Uh, but then they go and they lose to Cal, who's freaking awful. Um, is there upset potential? Yeah. Will Richardson is hot. If Dante's rebounding and playing well, if one of Young and Harmon get going, there's absolutely upset potential. There's more so than like an Oregon State or Stanford or Cal. Those teams have no chance to beat Arizona. Oregon is one of the teams that probably have a chance. There's a lot that has to go right and a lot that has to go wrong for Arizona. Arizona is a better team than Oregon. I don't think anyone will debate that. Mikhail, it's going to be hopping Saturday night. No alcohol whatsoever, I assume. Uh, and game day and all that. Um, it also has the potential to go the other way, where we've seen it on TV, where you know a team goes um, third, they're, they're on their another road game for Oregon, third game of the week, um, and they just get their butts kicked. And Arizona right. basically kind of had a really good rest week this week. Only yeah, their game and Thursday. so it's a benefit to Arizona. Oregon had a tough game on Monday, even though it was at home, uh, gets blown out against ASU, and then it's playing. And the record of games on these three now, it's not a road game, but the record of these teams in that third game, um, it's bad this right. year. And Arizona had a, a pretty easy game against Oregon State. Um, you know, against ASU, Oregon actually rested some of its starters because they got blown out so bad. It actually would have been better for Arizona if it was close. But um, it has the potential to go the other way. But, yeah, I mean, would it be a big surprise if Oregon won? Yeah. Uh, is it possible? Yeah. I mean, a lot has to go right. But it's not one of these things that is completely out of the question. Yeah, but Oregon lost to ASU twice this season. So, yeah, yeah. You know, is it really going to happen? Do I think it's going to happen? No. Okay. But it was always a little nerve-wracking when you have too much hubris and like, oh, Arizona's the best. No one's going to be Arizona, and then that's usually when it happens. But going in it with a realistic expectation, what is your prediction, Jason? Yeah, like I meant, like, could it happen? Sure. Will it happen? No. I kind of feel like this is one of those games where everything's kind of coming together. Like, I'm sure Tommy Lloyd had a message like, look, you know, Oregon State was tougher than it should have been. Uh, game day's here. You're in national television. They're going to find out earlier in the day that they're in track for a one seed. Oregon's coming off a blowout loss where Dana Altman insinuated that he's kind of losing the team and they're not listening to him. This feels like a game where Arizona has, it has major blowout potential, where Arizona runs Oregon off the court. I think it's going to be a little closer, but it, it's, I mean, I'll pick Arizona, you know, 85 to 73. It could be another game where in the first half it's a little uncomfortable. Arizona's a better team. Oregon's not good defensively, a bunch of individual guys. And I'm also not big on Oregon's defense. When you take a look at their point totals as of late, even in wins, um, 57 against ASU, 62 in a win against Washington State, 64 against Cal, even during the win streak, 68 uh, against Stanford, 66 against Colorado. I mean, they held Colorado to 51 and Stanford to 60 and Oregon State to 56, that's not happening. Arizona's scoring more than those teams. And so um, even though Oregon, statistically, their defense is worse than their offense, I just don't see a situation where um, the team that beats Arizona is going to be a really good three-point shooting team, right, in my opinion. They're not a very good three-point shooting team. They have one guy that shoots threes. Again, we've seen random dudes get hot in McHale, 
But Oregon, to me, isn't the type of team that's built to beat a team like Arizona. And so it has, I mean, I could see Arizona start out unbelievably and win by 25. I really could. But I think it's going to wind up being closer to a a 12-point game. I think that's fair. I think it's going to be 80... 64. You heard Arizona. it. 80-64. Shelby going the Palm, Ken Palm prediction. I really didn't even oh, see no, that. Ken Palm's 84-67. to 67. Okay. 6% chance of winning. <laughs> so believe it or not, yeah. Oregon's in trouble here because after Arizona, uh, they, they got the LA schools. Yeah. So Oregon, by the end of the weekend, um, they're probably out of the tournament completely if they lose to Arizona. Unless something crazy happens next week. But I don't think it is. Pac-12 is a 3 three-bid league right now, hmm. and probably just in general. Because Colorado, those teams, they're not winning the Pac-12 tournament. It's going to be USC, UCLA, or Arizona that wins the Pac-12 tournament. I just don't see the league this year getting a team that's going to, like, get hot. There's no Cinderella? No, it just doesn't feel Oregon, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe Oregon gets hot, but. Uh, that would make Michael Luke happy. Yes. So, you know, and, and by the time maybe you listen to this in the morning, the selection preview show was on, I would expect Arizona to be a three-seed in the South. Um, Gonzaga and Auburn are the two teams ahead of them, Arizona and the South. I'm more curious with what they have as the three next teams. I remember a couple of years ago when they did it, it was like they didn't tell you what region it was. They just did region one, two, three, and four. So I'm actually most curious about the two. Um, I assume they'll give, I mean, it's the NCAA, so it'll probably be like Kentucky as the two or some crap like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But curious about that. Curious in the morning. I'm not going to game day. Um, I hmm, watch. Why aren't you going to game day, Jason? I think I'm banned. No, um, I'm going to fight Seth Greenberg. No, um, we're going to get in a bar brawl. No, um, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, there you go. That's I just think answer. there's nothing like the only reason for a person like me to go to game day is to see what happens behind the scenes. But knowing that uh, they're taking all the signs and all that, uh, it feels dumb to go. It's going to be a very homogenized experience because they know how much Tucson hates them. And they're going to do everything they can to keep that off the air. In my head, I'm debating. Like, it, I could do a whole podcast on what Seth Greenberg did today. I know. When, uh, and I don't want to get into it too much, but there is no court. Like he said today that the case is in a court, and I just want to – I'm not going to go deep into it. Okay. Then I'll I'm get, sure everyone would love to hear it. Though. I'll get going, and then we'll be here oh, all night. But – I just want to be clear. The investigation phase of this whole thing is over. Arizona has received both notices of allegations. Mark Phelps, Sean Miller, Hickey, Robbins, Book, all these dudes are going to be called to Indianapolis this summer for the penalty phase. It's going to happen this summer. That's It's not set, but I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. Then they're going to mess around do that and then they're going to announce it you know similarly to how they did to nc state could be during football season i don't know but the investigation part is over there is no new information okay there there is no new information so for someone like seth greenberg to say that the a i r a i a r p somehow has more subpoena power and investigatory power than the fbi is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Wow, he's he's heated. It, I mean, it is just so stupid. And he's not a good dude, but that's a whole thing. And I'm not just saying that because of this whole situation. I know he's not a good dude. You hear things when you're in the business and you talk to people and all that. 
Um, he never apologized. Jay Billis never apologized. I believe the only guy that apologized to Arizona and Sean was Fran Fraschilla. Really, I, I, I think um, that he's the only guy that, uh, that apologized. And, you know, what's funny about Seth Greenberg is, like, he has a history, too. You know, and, and so it was... It, it, it's he's he's not the cleanest dude in the world either, so uh, it's I don't know it, it's just eventually like it's kind of a thing where like keep your name out of my mouth type of deal right like like what is the reason Seth Greenberg could handle that so much better he could have just said uh, you know look Tommy Lloyd's the coach uh, that's it let's talk about Tommy Lloyd. But he answered the question, and he answered answered it stupidly, right? And, and so it, it just it it like Arizona's trying to get past this, and you know I I do think that Arizona as a fan base whatever uh, sh- should kind of try to get past it. But um, you know it's look it, it's it, it's so stupid. Like Seth Greenberg, I don't know if anybody knows this because it's a long time ago. Seth Greenberg was fired for cheating. Wow. No one knows, right? And, and, and I'm de- look it up. Look up. Okay, Seth Greenberg, University of Pitt. When he was at Pitt, he resigned, quote unquote, because of recruiting practices. He was called off the road. He was suspended without pay for 30 days. And then he was fired because of a booster paid trip. All right. He, he gave his, Marlon Ferguson. Look it up. Marlon Ferguson and Seth Greenberg. Seth Greenberg is a cheater. Like he was cheated. He he, he got, got fired, fired for cheating. For cheating, and yet he is throwing stones in a glass house at somebody else. So it's like, come on, man. And don't you guys find like he's inordinately interested in, in this whole situation and continuing it and saying Sean Miller's name? It's a little bit weird. It's like this vendetta that ESPN now. They have I just to tweeted that article. I'm on one tonight. They have to dig in their heels because they were wrong and they know they were wrong. It's just like, move on. Just be like, you know what? I'm here to talk about Tommy. And Tommy Lloyd deserves the ESPN attention. Like, Yeah, it's a good thing for Arizona. Awesome. We it's just cool that them. game day is here. In, in a way, it's cool. Like Arizona, Tommy Lloyd, all that. CBS was at the press earlier in this week running stuff. Or it could be as soon as tomorrow. It could be tournament stuff and um, interviewing guys and getting questions from Tommy and his presser. Cool. Whatever. It's great. But the whole Sean Miller thing, it's been five years. Like, just answer the question. Don't you? I get it. You're ESPN. You can't admit you're wrong. Completely get it. I do. Because if you admit you're wrong, you're getting sued. So then just say, you know what? This is Tommy Lloyd's team. We're here to discuss Tommy. Like, it's not. And, like, they had a PR person on the Zoom call. It's like, dude, just. (laughs) I don't know. I do like LaFonso Ellis, though. He's going to be on the show. I like him. I respect LaFonso. That's the only one. Oh, there's a bright light there. Shout out LaFonso Ellis. So. All right. Well, now you know Jason's feelings about his best friend, Seth Greenberg, and Jay Billis. But I did tweet the article about Seth Greenberg cheating. Read uh, it. It's funny. So, with that being said. There is one thing I want to mention. Shelby wants to mention. It's a bright spot after that tirade. But I did want to give a shout out to Arizona women's basketball game. That game just ended about 15 minutes ago. They did uh, beat Washington 51-42. to 42. They had 22 forced turnovers. So, I'm going to be honest with you. What? I, I don't want to hear it because I just wanted to shout out. Literally one of the worst. Game. Games I've ever seen in my entire life. It wasn't great. Life. It was sixteen still to seven. Won the game, Jason. Let me ref- let me. Uh, I understand that, and it's great that they won. 
And I'm not dissing Arizona. I'm dissing Washington. It was 16 to 7 at halftime. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. You don't have to bring up the negative. We're being positive. 16 to 7 at halftime. Anyway, great job, ladies. Bear down. We are proud of the women's basketball team. We're excited for the men's game Baseball tomorrow. won. Baseball won. We're excited and happy for all Arizona sports teams. Oh, shit. Yeah. On that note. On that note, I appreciate you guys for joining me. Jason's going to and go Shelby. take a very brisk, calming bath. <sighs> and we're going to all have a great day tomorrow. I'm having coffee at 10.30 p.m. There's literally nothing good that's going to happen tonight. <laughs> I'm going to watch Euphoria and Peacemaker and Reacher. No, I don't have the opposite reaction, actually, because I want to calm down. I don't know. Whatever. Bear down. Bear down, Arizona. Go Cats. Go Cats. Post credits. I'm just too pissed off to do post credits, Shelby. He's raging. Ah!